The last couple of weeks, we've talked about first person, second person, and third person point of view songwriting. This week, we're going to talk about probably the most popular one of all, and possibly the most useful one of all, which is direct address. Let's talk about it. Hello, friend. Welcome to another episode of Songwriter Theory. Today, we're wrapping up our four-part mini-series on points of view in songwriting. We've covered first, second, and third person, not in that order. But today, we are talking about direct address, probably the most common one of all, certainly probably my overall favorite, at least if we go by the stats of how many songs that I happen to write in this point of view. Um, easily the most common point of view that you hear on the radio, whether it be pop songs, rock songs, Songs, pretty much every genre this is the go-to and if you want to learn more about lyric writing be sure to grab my free guide link in the description below on six steps to um, writing great great lyrics it's called my six step lyric writing checklist it gives you a checklist at the top and then it gives you a breakdown of all of the different steps how to implement them i give some examples of how i've used them i give a breakdown for example of my personal favorite step which is iterative lyric writing or iterative lyric editing you can see it either way um where I actually take you through the nine iterations I went through for a second chorus of one of my songs and how I brought it from being like eh, kind of repeating itself and just meh to a lyric that I'm really very proud of uh, and I show you each one of those steps and what I was thinking for each one of those steps, how I got through it. Um, and so, yeah, if you're looking to increase the quality of your lyrics, that is definitely a must have guide. Totally free. Again, link in the description below if you're on YouTube or if you're on podcast, it's in the podcast description. But today we are talking about direct address. Why should you use direct address? What are some reasons that direct address is a good idea. First thing we need to cover is just let's make sure you understand what direct address is. So direct address is different than first person, and it's also different than second person, um, which sometimes they are mixed up. So direct address, right, is what I'm doing with you right now, right? It's me, I, talking to you, right? First person is me telling you about a story involving me that you were not a part of generally, right? Like that's, it's, it's talking about I, but there's no you in the story. And then second person is that I'm talking to you, but there's really no discernible I in the story. It's like me giving you advice about how to deal with your relationship, right? I'm not really in that story. I might be giving you advice. I might be talking to you. I might be trying to encourage you, but I have a direct connection with you. I don't necessarily have a direct connection to the, um, you know, the, the story or the situation, right? In the case of giving advice, right? I'm a, I might not know this girlfriend or boyfriend of yours, right? But I'm still talking to you about it. I'm talking you through it. So that's what those two briefly are, right? This is different. This is me talking to you generally about you and me, right? So this is your quintessential, I loved you, you didn't love me, and I'm angry about it, right? That's that's your direct address or I want you, do you want me to, right? Like all of that kind of stuff, that is all direct address. And if any of this is confusing you, be sure to go back and watch and or listen to the other point of view episodes where I cover first, second, and also third person in more depth. But this is basically what direct address is. So a reason to use it is it's the most intimate point of view, Right? There's nothing more intimate than you and I talking about you and I, right? 
there's a certain intimacy. It's, it's like a letter, right? As far as a written document, is it more intimate for you to read a document that somebody is talking about you, right? Like, let's say, let, let's assume that um, you happen to see a letter that somebody wrote about you to their friend. So they're writing to their friend about you and you read it. That's not as intimate as if they write a letter to you, right? Where it's I and you and us, right? There's a togetherness of that. And that's really what this point of view is, right? This is what direct address is. And the beauty of it too is when it comes to the song perspective, no matter how the listener perceives it, it's incredibly intimate, right? So they're either imagining one, that you are singing to them, right? Because it's I, you, just like you right now are imagining I am talking to you, right? Which, which I am, but like one-way conversation, obviously, because I can't hear what you say back. Um, so if right now you're calling me a bunch of names and making fun of how I look or something, I, I can't hear that or respond to that. So, you know, be nice, eh? I guess, I guess I became Canadian for a second there. Why a anyway, moral of the story is right. Like, so, so that's one way to perceive it, right? The audience is perceiving you talking to them, right? So if this is a love song and you're talking about like, you know, this girl that you love and all the females in the audience are not all the females. Sorry. I hit the microphone. Um, you know, some of the females in the audience might be imagining, Oh, he's talking to me. Right. So that's one way to perceive it. Right. Another way to perceive it is that, we are having an intimate conversation with somebody else, right? So for example, somebody in the crowd thinks you're talking to the person next to them, right? Maybe it's a song about, you know, maybe it's a song I wrote for my wife and my wife's in the audience and the person next to my wife is like, oh, this is very intimate because he's talking to that person right there and I'm next to that person, right? I get to eavesdrop in on this conversation, which is also incredibly intimate, right? It's like allowing somebody to be a part of your wedding, right? But even more so, because that's meant to be public somewhat. And this is like, you know, showing somebody this letter that like, hey, here's the letter I wrote to my wife. Um, you know, you read it along with her, right? There's a there's a huge intimacy to that. Um, or the listener identifies with the with the situation and they imagine themselves as the I, right? So they're this is the quintessential if you're singing along with a song in your car, right? And I, I do this a lot. And this might be the like lead singer songwriter in me. But when I sing along with a song, I'm often identifying with the singer, right? Because I am singing now. So now it's me singing, saying I. I'm not just listening to him saying I and talking about you, imagining me to be the you. Now I become the I. Maybe that was a confusing way to word that, right? But when I'm singing along, I am at, I put myself in the shoes of the singer. So I'm imagining the person I would be singing this song to, Right. So this is like when you're singing along with a love song, right? And really, this is a love song that that singer wrote for somebody else. But you are now singing with the singer, and you're thinking of somebody that you love as you sing this, right? So that's also incredibly intimate, right? Because you're basically making the song your own at that point. So that's another way for the audience to perceive it. And really, the last way... Um, to perceive this is that the audience thinks, okay, I'm going to identify with the you in this song, right? So for example, if it's very obviously a song where it's a, a male singer singing to a female he's interested in, the females in the audience 
for example, might imagine the guy that they are interested in, their husband, their boyfriend, whatever the situation, they imagine them, the person they're actually interested in, singing it to them because they're not weird people who have a crush on the person singing on stage. They actually like a real human that they actually know, right? So they're they're imagining, they're fantasizing, if you will, about like the, the person who they wish would be singing this to them, right? So that's that last way to perceive that, right? Like if I'm if I'm listening to to a song by a female artist that's a love song, I'm imagining it's my wife singing it to me, even though it's not, right? That type of thing. So no matter how you perceive it, right? Any of those four are really incredibly intimate. And of course, the beauty of intimate is is it makes people feel close to you, right? It makes it intimate things t- people tend to hold on to more, right? They really make it their own. And it really can make a bigger impact on their lives, I think, which is a huge advantage of this point of view. Another thing that it allows you to do is it allows you, so this is reason number two, it allows you in the audience to sort of commiserate on a similar situation, right? So this is a great, we're both in on this together. We're both suffering through the same thing together point of view. And this is sort of connected to that you putting yourself in the shoes of the lead singer um, way to perceive this, right? So it's this whole, you go to a concert. So like, let's say, and this happened, right? So I I went to a bunch of Vertical Horizon concerts because if you've listened to me before, you know that I love Vertical Horizon, favorite artist by far. Um, and so I went to concerts where, you know, Matt Scannell, lead singer is singing this song about, you know, what most of their songs are, which is, uh, as he puts it, um, you know, uh, I loved you, you left me, and now I'm pissed is, is, is his his wording for it. Um, so that's, so as, as he's singing that, right, there's this, and what I really like about them, short side tangent, is he says that jokingly, but it's really like, he, I feel like he finds that perfect line between like bitterness, but also sadness. So it's not like, screw you, you left me so much as it is like, a, a like, oh, I'm so sad you left me, but I'm also kind of tech. I don't know. They find this great balance that I just really love. But anyway, so as he's singing that and I'm singing along with him, I get this feeling of like, dude, bro, we're in this together, right? We both experience because your lyrics speak to me in, in things I've experienced. There's this intimacy to him and I, this person that I really look up to, have shared a similar experience and have both, you know, had our hearts broken and and like now we've made it through, right? Or maybe I have, you know, back then I hadn't made it through yet uh, or whatever the situation is. And it, it gives you that hope, right? Like somebody else has gone through this, right? Because I think the worst human thing to feel is to feel alone, right? Like is it at the, at the root of all nightmares, I think is the feeling of being alone, right? I think even the fear of darkness somewhat is the fear of being alone because you don't see anything else. Uh, it's also, you know, the fear of, you know, you don't want to die by something you don't even see coming or whatever, which is also weird. Cause I mean, do you want to see the person with the chainsaw coming? If you know, you're going to, I don't know, whatever going down a dark path, but you know what I mean? So um, as, as far as this, we're both in this together, right? There's no better point of view than direct address, right? Because in second person, the narrator doesn't really have skin in the game, right? Cause they're all talking about you. So when the lead singer is up there singing or you are up there singing to your audience, right? 
you don't have a skin in this game. You, you're, you're like giving advice because you care about the you, but this story has nothing to do with you. Right. So they're not really in this with you. It's sort of the same way that you can go to a psychiatrist and they give you advice, but they don't really have skin in the game. Right. Which doesn't mean that's not great advice. Right. And sometimes you need people like that. But as far as feeling intimate with somebody, as far as commiserating over something, that psychologist, you don't know, you know, if you're dealing with a hard breakup or something and that's what they're comforting you through, or you're dealing with depression and that's what they're comforting you through. You don't know. And you probably don't care either if they've ever gone through depression themselves, right? And that's sort of second person, right? The narrator has no skin in the game. The singer has no skin in the game. In third person, neither the narrator nor you have any skin in the game, right? Because this is a story not about you, not about them, or, you know, not about you if you're the singer, not about your audience. It's about other people, right? And then in first place, in first place, in what on earth is that? In first person... I give you full permission to make fun of me for that one. Um, and in first person, there is no you in the song, really. There's just an I. So the singer has skin in the game. It's the singer's story, but they're just telling you, they're letting you in to their life, their story, right? It might be a story about their past before you knew them. It might be something that you just have no involvement in, right? But in direct address is the only one where both the listener and the writer slash singer slash songwriter, whatever it is, they both have skin in the game because it's about you and I, and it's a you and I experience. And whether it is the singer singing to the audience and the audience perceiving it that way, or if it's you putting yourself in the position of the singer and imagining you're singing it to somebody else, as I broke it down in that first one, right? No matter how you perceive it, there's this incredible intimacy. There's this incredible, we're both commiserating over the same thing. We're in this together that none of the other point of views can, can do quite as effectively. Right. And so I think that's why I use direct address a lot because, uh, I think I've said this before, but one of my biggest, uh, I don't want to call it a calling, but sort of the biggest things that resonates with me, the things that really helped me through rough times in my life and what I want my music to be is generally something where, you know, if somebody's feeling alone, if somebody's feeling like I'm the only one going through this, I'm the only like, like I'm in this horrible place and I, I feel alone in that. I want my music to be songs that they can take encouragement in that I'm not the only one who's gone through this. I'm not the only one who's been through this. And, you know, he made it through this. Hopefully I can make it through too. Um, and because of that, direct address, as I just said, is definitely the best point of view for that. So if that resonates with you at all, direct address may be a really good go-to for you. Again, I think we should mix it up. We should all experiment with all the different points of view because they all have different strengths. There's a reason that all of them exist, right? Um, and you shouldn't just always choose the same one. I mean, you can if you're just really great at one and you don't, you're not interested in the others, fine. Um, but just to become a better songwriter, I encourage you to try some of each. Even I, as I'm going through this series, I'm actually more actively trying to write other points of view because, as I said, uh, I mostly do direct address. So I'm I'm going out of my way now to do a second person song as we speak, actually. So, well, I mean, not, not obviously not as we speak. I'm not writing while I'm talking to you. That would be impressive, though. Um, so reason number three. <coughs> Excuse me. Final reason. It allows you to write very naturally. It allows you to write naturally, right? There's nothing more natural than the experience of I talking to you, right? That's what I'm doing right now. That's how conversations are. In the real world, with little exception, most conversations are direct address, right? That's the nature of communication. 
is direct address. It's me talking to you. And sometimes it's me talking to you about this other thing. And so, so it's not that all conversations are always necessarily direct address in the world, but the vast majority of our conversations certainly are. Like once in a while, my wife and I might talk about like another situation or, or somebody else in our lives, right? Like, like, Hey, how's so-and-so doing or whatever. Right. That, so that's not necessarily direct address because we're not talking about each other and you know, you and I, but for the most part, most conversations are more or less direct address, right? Just like it's natural for you to write a letter to somebody, right? You don't need to be a writer to write a letter to somebody in the same way. It's perfectly natural to write a song, which is, you know, a, basically a poem with music for somebody, right? Like it, it, it's just intuitive. It just makes sense as a, as a human who communicates, it's the point of view that comes most naturally to us because it's what we do in our day-to-day lives. So it really, and, and, you know, as bonus things, right. As a songwriter, it, it, it can be like a way to almost write a letter to somebody without ever having to send it. Right. Cause you can, you can write the song, you can put your feelings on paper without anybody ever knowing who, who it's about without you needing to put your heart out there to the person that you're talking to. If it's somebody that you're ticked at, right. You can sort of just self process it by writing a song about how you're ticked at this person. That person will never know who like, so you feel better, right? Which is good because you wrote it down, but you didn't send it to them. Instead, you just made a song that other people can enjoy. Everybody wins. So, um, which really connects to this last part of this point that I want to make, which is probably the most therapeutic point of view. And I don't know what style songwriter you are, but for me, a lot of my songwriting, um, a a lot, a large portion of it is I just freaking love songwriting. I really enjoy the process. I really enjoy creating things, right? Like I I enjoy creating these videos, right? I enjoy creating content, which is what this is. Um, so I enjoy creating in general, but specifically there's something that just feels so good and feels so fulfilling to me about songwriting, right? And that's, that's why I want to talk about it and teach you to do it too, because, I I want to empower, I I don't like that word, but there it is. I want to empower as many people as possible to go out and make their own music because I know how much it's helped me. I know how fulfilling it's been to me. I also know how much music has impacted me and helped helped, uh, mold me in some ways and, and really helped me through difficult times. And because of that, the more people I can equip to do that as well, the better, right? So, um, so anyway, but I'm also a person that does therapeutic, like self-therapy songwriting, right? Where I, I need to process things via songwriting, right? That's the healthiest way for me to process my emotions uh, is, is often via songwriting. And there's no better way than direct address, right? Because direct address has that intimacy. It has that reality. You're not hiding behind like, oh, here's a story about he and she, but no, it's really about you and she or you or you and he or whatever it is, Right. Um, so as far as really being able to just like writing a letter that you never send to somebody, right. Where you're telling them all the things that you feel and all the things you wanted to tell them, but you just never send it in a similar way. That's really what direct address songwriting is. So let me know in the comments below, if you are on YouTube, which of these 
do you think is the strongest reason that you've done direct address or or the main reason that has you pumped about doing direct address? Is it that is the most intimate point of view? Do you think that's that's the main thing that draws you to this point of view? Is it that it allows you and the audience to commiserate over a similar situation? Reason number two. Or is it reason number three that it just allows you to write really naturally? It's the most natural point of view. Let me know in the comments. I'd love to hear your thoughts. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe. Click the little notification bell if you're on YouTube. And hey, if you've been listening on podcasts, please go to iTunes. Leave a hopefully kind, helpful review. Leave me a comment in there. Uh, and hey, the ha- the answer I just the, the uh, question I just asked about which reason speaks to you the most, or which reason is the reason that you've done a lot of direct address songwriting in the past. Let me know in. Uh, in, in your review comment on iTunes, what your answer is. I'd love to hear from you there as well. Thank you, as always, for joining me. Don't forget, if you haven't already, if you put it off, link in the description below for that free six-step lyric writing checklist. Again, it breaks down all of those steps. Super, super, super helpful. I think it is, it's just the lyric writing, iterative lyric writing part alone, which is step four, I believe, um, is just killer. Um, but when you put it all together, it will really help you to write great songs and not be so reliant on waves of inspiration. And, um, also will help you break down songwriting into smaller, more, um, easily completable steps instead of sort of this monolithic, like, Oh my goodness, how do I go from like this idea to all of these chords, all of this melody, all of this, you know, all of this lyric, which of course we're breaking down the lyrics in this step list checklist, but often the lyrics are that most intimidating part, right? How do I go from this idea to lyrics that make sense, that are like well-worded, that have a a poetic feeling to them, right? They're just good. It's not the same old thing that I've heard a million times. So if you're interested in that, be sure to pick that up again, link in the description below. If you're on YouTube, if you're not on YouTube and you're listening via podcast, uh, the link will also be in the description there. Thank you as always for joining me. I appreciate you and I'll talk to you next time.